Welcome to the New Yorker's October 5th, 2009 issue. We have six articles for you. In the talk of the town, Lauren Collins writes about how Madeleine Albright used pens to signify and influence diplomatic mood. Next, John Cassidy reports on why capitalism is so crash-prone. Then, an eyewitness, who is remaining anonymous, reports on the recent demonstrations against the Iranian government. After that, a short story by George Saunders, author of The Braindead Megaphone. And finally, in Shouts and Murmurs, Zev Boro writes about his relationship with intelligent machines. But first, it's this week's comment. In Leading Causes, Elizabeth Colbert reports on how the Obama administration must make global warming a top priority before it's too late. On October 13, 1992, the United States became the world's first industrialized nation to ratify a treaty on climate change. The treaty committed its parties to the important, if awkwardly worded, goal of preventing dangerous anthropogenic interference with the climate system. In acknowledgment of the fact that America and its allies were largely responsible for the problem, the pact set a different standard for them. Europe, Japan, Australia, and the United States were supposed to take the lead in combating climate change and the adverse effects thereof. Signing the instrument of ratification for the treaty, the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, President George H.W. Bush noted the special responsibilities that the developed nations were taking on. They must go further than the others, he said, and offer detailed programs and measures they will undertake to limit greenhouse emissions. The convention remains in effect, and for the past 17 years, the United States has insisted that it is living up to its terms. Under Bill Clinton, this claim was implausible. The U.S. took no meaningful action to reduce its emissions. Under George W. Bush, it became a bad joke. When the Bush administration wasn't handing out tax breaks to fossil fuel companies, it was muzzling climate scientists and storming out of international negotiations. The election of Barack Obama seemed in this, as in so many other areas, to offer a fresh start. A few weeks after his victory, Obama vowed to open a new chapter on climate change. And yet, almost a year later, the United States is again, or really still, stuck in the same old pattern. We keep saying that we want to be marching at the front of the parade and then hanging back with the tubas. Last week at the United Nations, at what was billed as the highest level meeting on climate change ever, there was general agreement about...